All right, well, first of all, uh, wish everyone happy holidays here in this festive time of the year. Uh, we'll obviously broach different subjects. Um, this this presser will be more a Q&A than it will be me giving you anything in particular. Um, obviously, the two issues since the last we spoke, um, well, two issues, one connected and one not connected. Um, Tim leaving and... Um, going back to spend time with his family and me hiring uh, John Reagan to be uh, replace him coaching the offensive line to coordinate the offense. Um, there's one issue that's fair game and um, yesterday was early signing period for junior college players of which uh, everyone knows by now we signed three guys. So signed an inside offensive lineman and Keon Houghton down from um, Georgia military. Um, you know, started left guard for him, but played center guard and tackle for him while he was there. Um, the coach couldn't be any higher uh, on his college coach couldn't be any higher on this young man. Um, wide, big, wide, big, physical, um, not the tallest guy in the world, uh, just a rocked up unit. Um, like like the way he plays. Um, he'll be able, he'll be here at mid-year and be a factor in our depth when we get to depth down the road as it goes into the spring. Um, we also brought in uh, two guys for secondary help, uh, Ronnie Davis and Anthony Smithson. Uh, Ronnie um, was a corner uh, pretty much for them all at NEO um, last year. You know, he has played corner and safety. Originally was an offensive player. Um, well, was a quarterback, to be, be honest with you. Um, in addition, we, we uh, picked up Anthony Smithson there late. You know, it was kind of the no one knew this one was happening, but that no one included us. Um, this was one where his brother kind of solicited some people that he had, he had relationships with um, to see if they would have any interest, and then we did uh, our due diligence of, you know, going through our whole staff, uh, watching, watching tape, and then going back and forth between me and the defensive staff, and uh, between the me and the defensive staff, going back and forth. And uh, I even went one step further because uh, I can't mention, you know, any any people that that aren't coming here at mid-year. But we have one young man that we recruited as a safety that I told him that. We intended just to take one safety this year, and if, if he committed, that were him. So before we went on Anthony, we actually contacted that young man and let him make the call. We let him, you know, we said, uh, we told you we were only going to bring one safety. We have a guy that we think could help us play at safety right now. Um, but we told you we were only going to bring one. What's your feelings on that? So we got him to sign off on it, as well as his family, and everyone was comfortable with that. So we jumped on Anthony, and, and Anthony jumped on board. And uh, I'm very, very glad that we got both Ronnie and Anthony to help help our depth and our secondary. And um, Keon should be in, in, instantly come in there and, and be able to compete uh, in, the, in the interior part of our offensive line. And that from there, I mean, everything's open. Uh, I'll try to answer as honestly and as I can, trying to tell you as little as possible. But uh, I think that it's been a little while, and this is our one opportunity. 
and I figured you guys will probably keep, want to keep it short because you're getting a free lunch out of the out of me here momentarily. So on that note, um, it's time for any questions you'd like to ask. Would interior mean that he'd be a candidate at guard and center? Possibly? He's played both guard and center. I think because of it, because of his height or lack thereof, it kind of limits you at least on this level playing tackle. Although he has played tackle, you know, he'll bring it. We'll bring him in at. You know, we'll we'll bring him in and we'll get it figured out. But he has played both guard and he has played both guard and center. He started at left guard. That's what he started at. With bringing in those secondary guys, I mean, was that something you targeted, or was that just a case of these guys are the best players we can get after right now? Or? Yeah, what we we decided we, last year at this time, I had already made my mind up that we were going to change our scheme to an odd configuration. So. You know, I I had not really met with the defense until the first week in February after signing to go over those plans. So we were trying to recruit to that to to what I was looking for. Okay, that that being said, this year the one thing that as we've had time to now this week, especially go through do our due diligence and say okay going forward. Going forward, here, what were our issues and what are the simplest answers? Let me just go over one generic one to start off with. When teams are playing three and four wide receivers, three and four wide receivers, you have to get more DBs on the field. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to build up our depth in the secondary because some of those guys, for example, Victor Simmons, who played you know, our star position or the Sam linebacker, he might end up flipping over to the other side and being a buck next year so that we can get another DB on the field. I think that you have to get more DBs on the field because you could get mismatched personnel-wise. Schematically, you could be in good shape, but personnel-wise, you know, you could get exploited some. So we felt that, you know, we're a long way away. We're, we're going to bring in more than what we got right now in the secondary now. This is just what we're bringing in right now. Uh, you know, we need we need to bring in some some more depth even yet with because if you look at all the teams that are playing four and four wide and three wide on all these plays, you need to be able to match up and get personnel out there that can go ahead and play with them. Sure, I know um, Tim came to you early in the process and kind of let you know his feelings. With what went into the decision that you, you wanted to hire a coordinator and not just the offensive line coach? Well, let's separate the two things right here. Let's start with Tim, and then I know that one's leading to the other one. And I think that, you know, Tim's departure stemmed all the way back to Andre. And I think that people don't realize how much of an impact, you know, Andre's passing had on, on our team. But Tim in particular, you know, Thursday, he's talking to him in the afternoon about – how many tickets you want for the game on uh, on Saturday? And on Friday he's gone. And I think that day was kind of a slap in the face to Tim, saying he's got all these kids that are all going to be in high school, and he's not there. He's here. And I think that the, I think that was that day, that you know that weekend after after he got through the cold reality of what had happened. I think was the the time where Tim said. I'm going to coach the hell out of these guys for this year, and then at the end of this year, I'm going to move on. 
So we started talking all the way back then. So this wasn't like some rash decision that just happened all of a sudden. I had already in my mind, um, as the year went on, there's some things as, as you evaluate uh, your team, what you evaluate yourself to. And I think that there's some things I'm really good at, some things that I'm not so good at, and some things I'm, uh, I'm in between. Okay, but I thought that, uh, that as we, if we were making changes on offense, I thought one of the things we needed to do was have somebody that could be the lead person on offense not being me. And for those people who think I hired somebody to be my, you know, just my manager, that's not what I'm doing. You know, I think that, I think that I'll do a much better job of being a head coach with a guy like John being a coordinator. That's what I think. Did you consult with anybody, um, other coaches or just uh, other no. people in the building too about? No. No, I didn't consult with anybody. <clears throat> I once I had the the candidate, you know, I I went to administration and said, "What do you think? What do you think of this thought process?" And you know, administration's been wonderful since the day I've gotten here. But uh, you know, I talked to the powers to be, and we talked about the guy, and they, you know, had familiarity with the guy. I mean, I kind of zeroed in on one guy a long long time before you guys heard about it. I mean, this was the guy I zeroed in on, you know, a ways back. Um, now there's a protocol, there's a proper way of uh, communicating with the with 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 John, and I did everything right with Bailiff. Like, you know, I I requested permission to talk to him. He said, "I prefer if you didn't talk to him till such and such a time." So I did not talk to him till that time, and then we talked, and I offered him the job. He, you know, he we we kind of agreed that it was going to work out. But then, you know, they're in the midst of a, a run to try to win their conference and then win their conference first and then have a chance of playing for the championship of their league second. So there was also that, you know, let, let's not be disrespectful to the program he was coming from. So other than the fact that it came out, you know, came out, you know, a little earlier than you'd like for it to come out, it all worked out for everyone. They won their league and we got our guy. So it's, it's worked out for everybody. So but, Will he run his offense or run it, your offense? It's funny. No, he's running the offense. What the, he's, He told me after spending now a week on his own, now a week with, uh, with the offensive staff, he intends to mesh um, so, some of the terminology that he had with some of the terminology that we had because a lot of the verbiage is similar. The things that are drastic, it'll just be the way he wants to call them. But he's trying. He's going through the meshing process right now, which um, I'm really interested in now. When we get to that first week of January, when they, before we, you know, before the convention and before we go back on the road recruiting, that's going to be a grind week, because right now we'll be a little bit behind on offense because that meshing is going through. But it'll be his. You know, it'll be his system. But it'll be a combination of taking. Verbiage we had and verbiage he had, and kind of putting it all together. And what was it about John that made you zero in on him? I wanted an offensive line coach that could coordinate, and that really cuts the the, the pool way way down. There's very few guys that fit into that, you know, fit into that. And the reason why I wanted that 
is because I'm confident with our staff. And if he wanted a liaison to run ideas by, I'm there for him to do that. I don't go to the meetings, okay, because I'm not, if I'm there, then who they listen to? Are they going to listen to me or listen to him? You know, we just talked about it a while ago. He said time to time he's going to want me to come into the meetings to say, you know, describe empty protection, do this, how, how you would do it. And at the end of the day, when I leave, it's going to be how they want to do it. That's the way I want to do it. How would you describe his offensive rights? Well, I mean, I'd say a lot simpler, uh, a lot simpler than what we were running, but also I would say much more efficient than what we were running. Other than personnel, what made it more efficient? Well, I mean, production. I mean, it's really, it's a very, very simple. I mean, when you when you get production, when you get production versus not get production, you know, I'm I'm, I had watched watched their games. I mean, here I'm sitting on TV watching Rice games, you know, and you know, you know, so I might have been the only one in in Lawrence looking for the pay per view Rice Rice games that are on, or you know, whatever, whatever. But I had been watching them for some time, but uh, you know. He's very well respected in this community to start off with. Um, that's important to me. You know, that's important to me. And he's been very well respected as an offensive line coach for a long time. And he's done a really nice job over the last three years coordinating the offense. And I think that the combination of all those things, you know, led, led me, you know, led me to job. Coach, having a couple of weeks now to reflect on this season, how much better was uh, this season overall from season one for you? Well, I mean, I, I'm not to I'm not to the season. I have I have I'm more segmented right now. You know, and remember now we just came off the road on Sunday. I mean, so I've been on the I've been on the road right right to the end here. So it isn't like I've been sitting in here watching tape. I've been doing a little bit of traveling in case you haven't logged the Kirby miles that he probably puts on the, that I'm wherever I'm going. Okay. But you no, know, we have had, you know, now three and a half days to, to evaluate the whole season. And I think that, you know, in a point, if you ask me a pointed question, I could probably give you a pointed answer. Why don't you give me a more pointed question and I'll try to help you out. All right. I suppose then give, we'll go. give me a specific offensively. That's too general. Get specific. With, okay, with your quarterback situation, is that specific? That, that's too general too. Go that's ahead. too be general. More, be more specific. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and get the question. Maybe I should wait for the question before. I, maybe it's an easy uh, question. Go right, ahead. Let's just go back to the offense and then okay, tell me okay, if that will work for okay. you. Specifically with the offense, do you think there was a big improvement or improvement at all between year one? Well, let's start with the running game. You know, the running game was was uh, num numerically productive, but percentage-wise inefficient. So you can get miss. You know, what that means is, you know, there are most of our runs were winning as an average for the season have winning numbers. Most of our runs, okay, which that wasn't. That wasn't exactly the case. There were fewer runs that had that had winning numbers from the year before, even though the production was good. Now, okay, the problem I have is when the efficiency, which means 
if you run the same run 10 times and you average five yards a carry, okay, that's 50 yards, okay, but on two of those runs you got 20 yards, so that's 40 of the 50 yards, you might only have been productive, you might only have been efficient on four out of the 10 runs, even though you averaged five yards a carry. Okay, so on the one hand, we had more production. On the other, on the other hand, we were less efficient. And that's an, area, that's an area that has to be addressed because what you have to, what you can't do is have runs be inefficient because then it leads to trouble down the, down the road on second and third down. Blocking was a big part of that issue, probably, right? Well, everything. So, everything, you know, you, what you can't do is segment things and just blame one, one, one area of concern. I mean, for example, I'll give you an inconsistency. You talk about, you started to talk about the quarterback situation. How many drop balls do you think we had this year? A lot. Well, that's not to, give me an answer, though. I'm, I'm going to give you the answer, though. Go ahead, just give me a number. 22. 47. 47. 47 drop balls. By our, by our charts, 47. Now, regardless of the other problems, okay, regardless of the other problems in the passing game, when you have 47 drop balls, so basically four a game, when you have 47 drop balls, there's a good chance that your passing game is not going to be efficient. So where you, your first question is going to be about the quarterback, I have to look at the whole passing game and say, okay, break it down. I'm just giving you one facet, uh, one facet of the passing game is drop balls. Accuracy is one facet. Getting open is a facet. Protection is getting factored. You know, they're, they're, they, all fa they all factor in. Okay, mental errors is a factor. But I'm just giving you one obvious one that any one of us watching the game could see when a guy drops a ball. 47 of them. Okay, so that's, that's obviously one of the areas in the passing game that leads towards in, inefficiency. So if I told you every quarterback, just add four more, four more catches a game right now, okay, all of a sudden some of those numbers look totally different. I mean, so I'm just using that, you know, you can't just look at it from one angle. You have to break down each element, each element to go ahead and give you the most critical evaluation of where the areas of concern were. How's that? Is that okay? That's good stuff. Okay. Hey, Mitch, I've been on the road a while. What is the pitch now, and has it changed? Do you feel well, that, hold better? Hold on. Let's, first of all, it's not a pitch. Well, let's get that first of all. Pitch is a sales job. I totally disagree that recruiting is sales. I, I totally disagree. I think recruiting is, is representing your school. I do not believe it's a sales job. Well, I don't, I don't, and I don't, I don't think you pitched wrong word. P that you did it that way because you, you were very honest about what you thought you had and what, what you needed for recruiting before. So yeah, well, see, you don't have every position. See, it's, it's different by position. Okay, it depends on what position you're at. For example, right now, if you're, if you're an offensive tackle, okay, if you're an offensive tackle, well, you know, the, first, the, the guys who are starting at the end of the year, both seniors, they're both gone. Okay, well, if I, if I were an offensive tackle, okay, and if I were looking for a place where I think I had a good chance of playing early in my career, 
and I saw that the first two guys that were starting there aren't there anymore, I think that that would be a viable option. So when I'm sitting in a young man's home, you know, you could bet that that's one of the things I'm talking about. Now, I'm, there's certain positions I can't say that at. I mean, there's certain positions. I'm not going to say we don't have a middle linebacker, am I? I'm not going to walk into somebody, well, we don't have anyone who can play middle linebacker. That would be a lie. You know, I, uh, conversely, I'll say we, have the, we might have the best linebacker in the league. Okay, but he's going to be here for one more year. So, I mean, it all depends on what position you're talking about with what you say to him. But my thing is I always tell the truth, and that doesn't always work, but I always do it. But I, one thing will never change, will never change that the support of our administration, that won't change. This building is always, is always, a, is, is always a good representation. The, the housing that we live in, I mean, no complaints there. The food they eat, no complaints there. Academic support, no complaints there. So when I go into it, I don't just talk about the football situation. I talk about this building. I talk about the dorms. I talk about the training table. I talk about academic support. And then I talk about the academics in general. And when you lay that all out to a kid, if that's not good enough, then it's not good enough. But that's what it is. Are there, I guess, is it, is it less broad than maybe it was two years ago when you felt like you had to There's turn, less turn holes. people over so you have? There's less holes. I mean, look, look at the defense. You know, what defensive player walking in the door right here knows they're going to play? You beating out those two safeties? You beating out those two corners? How about the linebackers? You beating them out? I mean, could you say that a year ago? Okay, well, see, we're starting to get, there's starting to be some positions where it's going to be a tough, you're going to have a tough time beating one of, these, one, of, one of these guys out. You're fighting for playing time now. You know, really, that's where you need to get to. You know, that's how you, now the problem is that we don't have that at every position yet. Okay, and that's where we intend to get to. Because once you get there, now you're not recruiting, you're not recruiting everyone to come in and play walking in the door. You take a handful of those guys when you have a glaring hole or glaring need, but other than that, you bring them in to, you know, develop them to get them ready to take over when those guys are gone. And that's what good programs do. And you feel you're in a much better place than... Well, then a year ago this time, we're in a much, a much better. Not, it's not even close. It's not close. Running back has been a deep position for you, um, and I know Tony's a hybrid, but you've got the issue of Tony's health, and then Darian Miller's issue. Would you? Yeah, Dar um, Darian will be okay. He'll you be, know, he'll be, yeah, he'll be okay. okay. And I know. Look, at I can't go into it, but you know, he got some issues, and he'll be okay. You know, he'll, he'll be around. It just, when, it, when the time's right, the time's right. It still won't be something that I'm, we're really going to talk about. You know, he's got some personal issues that are obviously major, or else he'd, you know, he would have been back. You know, and there's nothing to do with football, and there's nothing to do, he's not in trouble with school, he's not, not in trouble with football. He has some, some things he's got to deal with, and that's just, you know, you know, we have to leave it at that. But Darren will, Darren will be there. You can count on you know the odds of him be, the odds of him being there and ready to go. I think in the spring when we go in the spring, I think you'll see him trotting out there just like everybody else. How about Tony? 
Well, Tony's, well, what, the best thing we did was start his rehab early by shutting him down a couple weeks early. He's way ahead of where he would be, no pun intended. You know, it was pretty sharp on that one, Tom, wasn't it? Pretty good. Proud of myself on that one. Go ahead. And his wrench. Um, uh, I can't yeah. talk about somebody. I can't talk oh, about. Sign, no, I Sorry, can't talk about somebody that that right. is not here yet. Right. I only can acknowledge per NCA rules if we're recruiting the young man. That's all I can acknowledge. John Smith, how, how often have you ever signed a kid without him visiting campus? Seldom. Not the only time, but seldom. It just kind of fell into place. You know, we were looking for a range, a range safety. You know, a range safety. You know, a kid, a bunch of picks, good range. You know, it just kind of fell in your lap now. The kid was going to Utah. You know, that's where he's going. You know, he's, you know he went to school, high school out there because his brother was out there. His brother raised him. He's gonna go to, he was going to go to Utah. And then he's living, he's back in Maryland, didn't really want to go out to Utah. So his brother did some inquiring and got to us, and then we did our due diligence. And there were a lot of people scrambling trying to get him there at the end, because now all of a sudden, you know, he's he's open game. You know, if if he's opening up, and I think, it, you know, it was nice the way it, it went it went down because it went down in a hurry. Now, I mean, it did. It went down in a hurry. To, to put that uh, forty-seven drops, that number in context, can you remember? At a previous institution, you had very productive wide receivers. Do you remember the low number you can ever remember from the season? Um, less than half of that number. Less than half. Less than two a game. I'm just saying less than half of that 47 number. What What are What are your plans with the, with the quarterbacks starting today and heading into the off season and all that? Are you in cahoots? Hey, that wasn't me. I want them to go home, have a nice holiday, spend time with their families, well, what I mean. overeat. <laughs> okay, then about the, about January second, saying, "Oh my God, I better get get working out and get them show up here for the seventeenth for our big recruiting weekend right before school starts." Take the recruits over to the Okie State game. Let's see if we can't close out this recruiting with a bang. Have our boys go ahead and, and win that game. That would be a great uh, – I wait to hear the decibels at Allen Fieldhouse that day. Have a meeting with them on the 19th. Go back out on the road. Martin Luther King Day the next day. And then back to school on the 22nd. There it is. That's my plans. Okay. Good enough. Okay. Sure that's what people want to know. <laughs> coach, you mentioned that you evaluate everybody, your players, your coaches, and all that, and then you said that you do some self-evaluation as well. Mm -hmm. what, what have you come up with in that self-evaluation? Well, well, they fired me as the offensive coordinator. How do you like that one? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't very happy with, with the offensive coordinator, so I made a change there. Um, I think that, you know, I, I think that in everyone, everyone you look at, <laughs> I think that you have to find their strengths and find their weaknesses and see if you can't help help address the weaknesses and play to the strengths. And then include yourself. I think you've got to play to your strengths and, and try to minimize your weaknesses. So I think that I'm always, you know, it's funny because people think that you're dogmatic in your approach and how you do things. 
And I'm, I'm probably the antithesis of that because I'm always looking for a better way, you know, always. And I think that uh, I think that this gives us a better this gives us a better chance to win. Charlie, I know you said Reagan's offenses were productive, but when you're the only guy in Lawrence watching the TV, watching his games, is there something that you did like when you you watched that in his offense and what he did? Well, I mean, I like the I like the first of all, I could watch and I could see. You know, you, you know when you're. I'm saying. Let me say this the right way because I don't want to sound like I know any more than as if you were watching a game, because you don't really know what the play call is when you're watching a game. You don't know when a mistake is made. Who really makes the mistake, in a lot of cases. But I just liked the 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 sharpness, the quickness, the efficiency. You know, just boom, 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 and not exactly playing with the greatest players in the world here now. And one of the things I liked by reputation was he always got the linemen, specifically when he was here, always got linemen that might have been unheralded to play way better than, than, than most people thought they were capable of playing. And I think that's usually the sign of a very good coach. You guys obviously mixed up your offenses a lot to surprise teams and had success in the first half. Could this be kind of a philosophical change here to have an offense that you guys kind of Take pride in and do everything. The only problem with that is you become a, a jack of all trades, master of none, by doing it that way. You know, when you keep on trying to hide deficiencies and game plan that team, to, you know, because you know you can exploit any team you're going against. There are certain things you can exploit, but what you can't do is you can't do them at the expense of not having ha having a staple to fall back on. And I think that that's where John will really help. He'll, he'll help provide that staple, especially being an offensive line guy, because selfishly, offensive line guys always want to start by taking care of the offensive line, okay? And I think that, but uh, whereas a quarterback guy will always start by taking care of the quarterback, okay? Uh, so I think that uh, it's just a different mentality <coughs> where your starting point is. His starting point will be up front. My starting point was the quarterback. I think it'll be a nice blend when it's all said and done. Certainly, your quarterback down at Rice uh, ran for a lot of yards the last few years. You see John's offense is blending itself more to a, a quarterback that run. Uh, well, actually, the guy wasn't like the most athletic quarterback in the whole world. Now, I think that I think that John will. I think the quarterback will have the ball in his hands, but that doesn't ne necessarily dictate. That it's you know Montel over Jake or you know or TJ or or you know whatever ends up being right there, I think that that's just part of uh, part of the schematically of of how he approaches uh, approaches football. So do I think that the quarterback will have the ball in his hands some in the running game? Yeah, I do. You've obviously seen Montel can run a little bit more than Jake can. No doubt. Uh, where's TJ falling falling that? He'll be he'll, he'll be a, he'll be an interesting candidate here now. Because, you know, not a lot of people know a lot about him, but this kid's pretty good. He is. You know, and I don't think TJ's going home expecting just to be satisfied coming back here being third, fourth, or fifth here. I think that, you know, no different than those other guys, but I think that it'll be interesting because he had a nice year on a sh on the show team, you know, that, but that's where he was most of the time uh, after he got through the individuals and everything. And it'll be interesting in the spring to see whether, whether or not one of those other guys could 
play themselves into the mix with these first two guys. The last couple of years you've had um, maybe one guy that you maybe expected to be the quarterback. Are you kind of um, you know, invigorated to have just a competition or a, a two or three guys? I'm have... putting on John. I'm going to sit there and watch. That's the best part for me. You know, uh, I'm being a little bit sarcastic there, but in reality I think that we have good depth at the quarterback position. I think that it, it'll play its it'll play itself out. I think that we're in a much better, we're way better situation than we were two years ago, and we're a much better situation than we were going into this year. And now you can actually go to go into the season, you know. Well, you know, not just who the first guy is. That's one question. Who's the second guy going to be? Who's the third guy going to be? I mean, there's at least now there's options that when when you're talking, those weren't. They weren't even considerations here in the last two years. We're trying to get one guy ready to go, let alone two. If you running ability and throwing ability are just two parts of a real complicated position, but just on those qualities, would you rank Millward second among the three in both I, of those? I wouldn't rate him anywhere right now because I don't. I haven't watched him enough. Because I've been. I'm. Sta I'm normally standing on the offensive field not on the defensive field. To this point, since I've been here, when you're coordinating the offense, all you do is watch that on tape. And usually when you're watching that on tape, you're not watching him because the defensive tape that you're watching, you're watching the defense. You're not really spending a lot of time to watch the show team quarterback. I mean, so I couldn't rate him at this point. I'd, I'd be BSing you, and that's not my deal. It's going to be hard to hype the guy. Without, uh, Pardon me? It's going to be hard to hype the guy without any help, but... No, I can't. I can't hype. You know, I can't hype him. I'm just. I'm really interested. To, uh, really interested to see how uh, how he whether or not he plays himself into this mix. I'm looking forward to it. Any, any changes to the roster or your staff or anything like that? that... Too early. That's too early. You know, okay. there'll be some. You know, there'll always be some guys at mid year that either graduate or. You know, just don't want to play football anymore, sure. or you know, there'll be there'll be a couple of guys like that. You know, I talked to 15 of them the other day, and every subject's different. Yeah. You know, you know, somebody's got problems at home, you know, health issues with with family members. I mean, there's a lot of things that come into play. You know, you're still dealing with 105 different guys, so there's all sorts of different issues that that come to play. You know, so you just—I'm uh, sure there'll be some changes. And you know, as far as staff goes, I told you that you know that those type of things are done at the end of recruiting. Yeah. Right now, the only thing that's really important, you know, really important, you know, is to finish off recruiting. Sure. The the rule where you can graduate and uh, go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, once they've graduated, are they fair game to contact, or they have to contact you? Um, it, it's always through compliance. You know, they, can, they can't contact us without getting permission from compliance from their school when they graduate. Just like our guys couldn't go, you know, say, well, I'm graduating, I'm going somewhere else. They have to, they have to get permission from you so that your compliance office lets their compliance office know that, that you could talk to them. Connor Embry was a guy that you guys honored on senior day. He's obviously decided that he's done already. Was that... Well, no, I talked to him. You know, I said he had another year of eligibility yeah. left. 
He wants to coach. He's another dumb one. That's what he wants to do. Okay, so I told him if he wanted to come back, I'd gladly take him back. You know, and he talked to his parents and everything, and you know, he, th he said, Coach, I'm not going to play in the NFL. I mean, here's a guy who has his head screwed on straight now. He's, you know, he's got good grades, great kid, play, you know, played for us a lot this year, but he wants to coach. And he said that, you know, if he comes back here for another year, it'll be one year further, further behind he is in the, in the to being a coach. He wants to go be a graduate assistant somewhere and try to work his way up the, work his way up the ladder. I mean, there's another one who's a coach's son that's making that foolish decision to, to go into coaching, but that's what he wants to do. Having seen how you operate in the recruiting game and always have a spot open or two, uh, you got your keep an eye out on transfers. Yes. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> How, how big do you anticipate this class will be when it's, when it's done? I mean, do you have a number? At, at, what, what time of the year are you talking February. about? February. Uh, February in the 20s. Okay. Okay. Uh, by the summertime, fall. Okay. I will tell you one bit of good news. Okay. We, um, we had an offensive lineman who you all remember came for about five days here last year. Well, we got that number back, okay? So we got that that, that spot back. Because he signed. Uh, no, because he 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 doesn't he doesn't count as an initial. Oh, okay. So that means that we can count one of these three guys backwards. Oh, no. So instead of having to max out at uh, max out at twenty five, we can max out at twenty six. Say, so, hey, there's one bit of good news. It's not all bad. I got more good news, but I can't pass it all on to you. So, hey, I would think on paper, even though you're addressing it now with junior college players and still recruiting high school players, I imagine that the offensive line is still a serious concern. Looking at the spring, at the very least. Yeah. See, but we don't look at it as just a spring. You know, we we think that. See, obviously, when you look at recruits, you only look at, like, a guy here, a guy there. I mean, you don't look at all the people and where we have them ranked and who we'd like to have in what order. I mean, there's, you know, sometimes there's guys that their, their main value, their main value is just that you can get them in mid-year. Sometimes you have guys like that. I mean, there's, you know, there's other guys that, you know, you think are much better players, but they're not coming out till May. I mean, so, I mean, the catch-22 is, would you like to have mid-year? You betcha. Would it help you in the spring? You betcha. Okay, but, if you, but at the same time, if you think another guy is a better player, you know, you're willing to, you know, you, you just have to sit there and wait on it and see if you, get, if you get him or if you don't get him. And we have a couple of those right now that I think would fulfill some of those concerns very, very well. Including graduating? I'm not, I'm, not, not I'm not discounting that, but right now let's say that that's not the area that we're talking about at this, at this point. Let's say we're just talking about like, like junior college players. Let's say we're talking about that. <clears throat> Do some junior college programs have real good weight programs and some not? 
Yeah, just just like any like every, like high schools. Like some high schools, you walk into and you think it was a Division One school. Other high schools, you walk into and say, do they lift any weights? Same thing's true in junior colleges. You walk into some place and they got it going on. And other places, they're just it's a makeshift and they're just trying to make do. What thoughts do you have on Bolton in terms of his potential as a... He's ready to rock and roll. That's what I think, and I'm looking forward to having him out there. Can I mean, he was happy. He's happy. He was, Coach, I'm happy. I'm healthy. Got my grades in order. He goes, I'm ready to roll, and I think that I think that you'll be very... I think that we'll all be surprised if, if he isn't a major factor right off the bat. Getting after the quarterback, is he that kind of guy? I just know he's 280, 290, you know, 280, 290 with power and quickness. I mean, that's some good attributes. He's long, too. Uh, I don't think he's that long. No. No. You're starting to learn these words now, Tom. <laughs> he's long. You, know. <laughs> you, you see those NFL guys are arms. Yeah, they're long. <laughs> Even listening to too much TV or watching, watching too much TV. Okay, the draft. You listen, you listen to Mel Kuyper. That's your problem, you know? Yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. Are you on the same schedule um, when, when spring gets here? I mean, will you do those last two weeks of April to, to get into the JUCOs? And yeah, well, what we'll do is we'll t have the spring game. You know, we want that schedule already? What's the spring game? The April 12th, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's right. And then... We'll stay in for a week. We'll do evaluations, make sure meet with all the players, and then we'll hit the road so we can get to all – basically you want that so you can get into all the junior colleges before they have their spring games because sure. most of them have their spring games the last week in April. So this gives us an opportunity to get out there before they shut down. But, yes, we'll be doing that again. I mean, that's pretty standard from here on out, I'm sure, right? Well, I mean, we could move it back. I think that once Rock Chalk Park is, is done – and the track team officially is there all the time where we know that. And the Kansas relays and everything are all set and everything. We could, we could conceivably move it back again a, a week, but, you know, if we want to. But I don't know if we will because you're still going to have that issue of getting to the, to the junior colleges. And the question is, if you move it back a week, you're going to finish your spring game on Saturday. Your coaches are going to go on the road on Sunday. You know, because it's the only way you could do it. So that's that's really the two cho choices you have. <clears throat> Are there any others? I got a question for you. Shoot. This is completely off your subject. Okay. But as a, a guy involved heavily in college football, there are two major head coaching openings at high-profile places, but high-profile for a different reason, Texas and Army. Without naming names, what kinds of guys would be ideal at those two spots? Well, let's start with Army. I think that Army needs people familiarity with uh, what West Point is all about. I think it's a totally different mentality. You know, I think that it, you know, I had a brother who went to West Point. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's the mentality there is different than most other places. And I think that you almost have to separate the academies 
you know, from most other schools because the mentality is different. The recruiting schedule is different. You know, the, the, you know, how you get players in is different. You know, appointments are different. Everything is different. You know, and I think, and, and the type of kid you get in there is different too. So I think it's really like it's its own separate entity. I think it's very attractive. Uh, very attractive, but at the, at the same time, it's a t it's it's also pretty tough. I mean, you need a special t you know a guy who with familiarity to how the academies work. That's Why what has Army struggled in recent years against uh, the other two? Uh, I think I think that that the the whole point of the matter is that if you were a guy going in, you would do like sort of like what I did. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd look at the other schools around the other schools that you're competing with. And look at that as a place you could do the same thing with. So that's why I don't think that you discourage people from taking that job, because they go ahead and look at Navy and see how Navy's done over the last bunch of years. You say, well, if they could do it, we could do it. You know. So I think that that keeps, you know, coaches from being discouraged about taking the job. You know, Texas. You know, obviously, one of the most high-profile jobs in the country. I think that just like the just like when I was at Notre Dame. You have, you have different issues going into that place. I mean, you have different issues. You know, now you have an eight-people board that is, picking, is involved in picking the coach. Do any of them know anything about football? No. I mean, oh, they probably do. They know it's played on Saturday. No, no, they probably know more than that. But I'm just saying, I mean, you, you're, who are you answered to? Are you answered to administration and the, uh, the chancellor slash president? Are you answering to the trustees? You know that's, you know, or whatever they call them there. You know, so that's that's an issue, and I think that would scare a lot of people off. Just the opposite army. I think it would scare a lot of people off. A lot of the, a lot of people would say, you know, you can have that one. Now you'll they'll have no problem with people wanting to go there because the dollars will be big. Okay, but let me tell you something. The dollar's being big. That only goes so far. You know, you can be miserable, too. Would Texas have as good a recruiting advantage as anybody? Though? Well, you know, kids wake up, grow, born today want to go to UT. You know? Now, it's a little different than it was 20 years ago when all these other schools in the state of Texas weren't as much as bigger competitors, but basically, you know, usually when you, you know, when you grow up in a state, the university of has always has is the leader. You know, usually. So I mean, that's that's a good place for them to start. Now they've in recent years have had to branch out to different areas because before they used to just take everyone from there. You know, and now they'll branch out into other areas to because it's become much more competitive in their own state to win on the best players. So at what point and how much do you get involved with guys that are like James or whoever preparing for combines and that kind of thing? I met with all those guys um, last, last Friday afternoon and kind of, you know, give them, give them advice and then I give them, then I give them advice as needed. Is it, there's a, obviously you, 
coached at that level a long time, so you know what they're looking for, you know what it takes to be up there. If, if a guy comes to you that played for you here that, that maybe you don't think can get there, do you tell them that honestly, or do you just let them all kind of find their own way? And give well, them their I'll talk to everyone generically, but if they ask me, I'll tell them exactly what I think. Okay. I, I will. Sure. I, now, I won't tell them not to follow the dream, okay. but I'll tell them what I think. And I'll, I'll say to you now, this is my perception. Uh, I've been wrong plenty of times before, but this is my perception, and I will, my perspective, and I will, I will tell them what that, what I think that is. But you know, I, I at the same time will not discourage them from giving it a shot. I mean, I had a meeting with the dad going seniors, and one of the guys in, in the meeting was a walk-on who's never played it down. That wants to play in the NFL. Now, what am I going to do? Go over to him and say, "What are you doing here? What are you, what are you, why are you in the meeting?" I mean, you, you, everyone's the same, right? So I treat everyone the same. But I'm looking at saying, <laughs> I'm saying to myself, oh. and then I had asked a question just to make sure. So, how many of you guys? Because a lot of people were in the room. I said, "So, how many of you guys aspire to play football after college?" And saw all these hands up. I said, oh, we get a bunch of delusional people in this room right here. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you don't give them advice the same. Sure. Is it easier to uh, know what Big 12 player can be an NFL player than it is to know what high school player can be a Big 12 player? Say that one again. Let me just, uh, What's easier to know which high school player is going to be, can play in the Big 12, or which Big 12 player can play in the NFL? Oh, much easier Big 12 player playing in the NFL than high school. I mean, you're talking about kids. Yeah. You know, the older you are, more developed you are, the, you know, the less risk you have of taking that, uh, taking that guess. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, there's no question about it. I mean, you might have a kid that's just an absolute stud in high school, that just is just a, a bomb, just bombs out completely in college. Okay, whereas you might very seldom, you know, usually if you draft a guy, you're going to, he might not live up to your expectations, but usually you get, you get something out of him. You know, it's not like they come in and say, God, what, what a mistake this was. You know, you do have those, but they don't have them that often, where you just say, sometimes it takes them longer to develop than you'd like. You know, sometimes you'll take a first-round draft choice, and everyone wants them you know, to be the best thing right off the bat, sometimes it takes a few years, you know, but uh, usually you get something out of them. Now, I've also been with, with an organization one time where we drafted the guy in the second round and we cut him. You want to know the friction there was between the coaching staff and the personnel department when that happened? Because that guy's already got second round bonus money and he's already got it. You know, that didn't go over too well. You know, but that doesn't happen very often. Did he go somewhere else and play, or was he? Uh, Basically, it was a non-factor. During the course of the year, you probably hear from position coaches, uh, or you probably ask them at the end of the year, maybe, about the players redshirting, who, who made big strides. Can you think anybody who was a redshirt that made so many strides that he could be a on the depth chart. Their evaluations to me on our own players are due tomorrow. 
so that you know, that they've been on the road too, you know. So that their evaluations uh, are due to tomorrow morning. So I haven't read before I even talk to them about it. I like to read. I like to read what they had to say because I make them do an in-depth season analysis of every player. So they have to write pros and cons of every player. You know, we have projections. You know, you know, you know, and then then they also meet with the guys to to go over those things as well. So before I, you know, before I say anything, I like to see, you know, what they what they have to say. It seems like this was about the time that the the whole mesh and change from from Campo to Bowen kind of materialized last year. Um, now Clint obviously has the title officially. Will there be changes dramatically, or will it pretty much be what it was this year? No, it's what it was. Okay. You know, look, if I would have told you last year that I was doing this, everyone would have said, well, they just demoted Campo. You know, they just, I just did the same thing to myself that I did to Campo. Right. I put myself in an advisory role where I could help more. The game is different than the, the game is different than the game that Dave and I coached for all those years in the, in, the, in the pros. Even at Notre Dame, the game was different. The game is different. The game is different in the Big Twelve. And I think Clint is Clint, and as the linebacker coach, is better suited to put that all together. And and, and I think that John is better suited than me. That doesn't mean that I think John's a better coach than me. I think he's better suited to handle to handle the job in the Big Twelve of of coordinate the offense, or else I wouldn't have done it. It wouldn't have made any sense. Does the linebacker is involved in everything? The linebacker coach, the offensive line, whether it's a pass player or a run, is involved. In yeah, everything. yeah, but we'll get him. See, we'll get John help so that John can, you know. Expand himself around right there. Right, right now, coming in the day, John wants to make sure the offensive line are doing it the way he's thinking before before he branches out and gets involved in a lot of other places. You know, I think that you know, I think that we'll be in good shape there. And remember now, just like Clint has Dave, John has me. I mean, so I mean that, and Clint's having Dave is a wonderful resource for Clint. Well, John having me, I'd like to think is the same. So now we, they both have wonderful resources with, with, with a lot of knowledge that makes their, to, makes their job. They don't have to, well, where do I go for an idea right? They already have those guys. They don't have to go searching for it. You don't have to call somebody else to get an answer. You got them sitting, you know, sitting right, right next to you or right down the hall. Last year at this time, Jake, Jumped in, ready to take over. I mean, right when the final game ended. Um, you're you're working. You guys are working together no, in the sport no, 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 back no. there. It's, 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 it's a different question. It's, um, I'm not going to answer it anyway. But go ahead. You will. Go you ahead. Will. You've got guys like Harwell and Short and, and those types of guys. I mean, obviously they probably won't have the impact that Jake did or, or could. Well, but. let me just stop you for a second. Harwell will. Okay. You know, because Harwell's been one of you. You could tell by personalities. You know, Kevin's way quieter than Harwell is. Harwell is one trash talker from, from the, I mean, I love the guy. Just to, just one of those guys, don't be afraid. You know, it just, he's, Har Harwell's a little different now. I'm glad he's on our team. You and know? that impact you mean more than just on the field? You're talking oh, I think, I mean, he's been down the way, he's been, 
he, he's on people and he's on people in, in a weight room. He's on people when we run sprints at the end of practice. If somebody's not running hard at the end of practice, you would think that one of the guys playing would be saying something. You'd hear Hardwell chirping all the time. Just shut the hell up and get going. I mean, and that's when he wasn't playing. Imagine when he is. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. On paper, you have Harwell, who's proven and established. People tend to do pretty close to what they did at their previous school. Uh, so he's up here as a receiver. Yeah, but no, but the difference is now when you have somebody like Harwell, it, it, it brings everyone's game up. Oh, the other receiver? Yep. It's been uh, every, everywhere I've been, it's the same. When you have a guy like that, everyone, it rises everyone's game up. You know, when he's down on the show team field and, and they're not, it's a different type of deal. Like when we go one-on-one -on -one last year against the uh, secondary, we would always keep Harwell up for one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, he was clearly our best guy. I wasn't close for second. Okay, and they'd all see that. Well, now he's one of them now. He's not going to get summoned, you know, he's not going to get sent, uh, sent out down to the show team. He's going to be up there and he'll rise. Every, everyone's game will benefit for, for that one player. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Harwell. If he, other than Tony's position, which I guess Colin Spencer is also in, yeah. um, is there in your mind someone who is number two to Harwell right now, or is it sort of all a collection of? Well, no, I wouldn't call it a collection. I'd say it's open. I'd say, I, and I would also agree with your comment that in, other than Tony's position because Tony's really not competing against any of those guys either. You know, I think that the, the outside guy opposite of Hartwell, I think, is yet to be determined. And it could be a Juco recruit? Or a it, could, it could be. Uh, and it also could be guys that are sitting right here that just play a hell of a lot better. Those guys are Richard, one of those? Could be one of them, too. But then you think it's... Don't think. Don't think. Okay, don't think. Let's just see what happens. Let's not overanalyze this now. All right, John, you have any other sleazy recruiting questions that you're trying to get in over here? here? Yeah. You just asked about the transfers. I was, I was waiting for your follow-up follow -up question when I didn't say anything else. So what was the next part of your question? I think I got the answer. Okay. Yeah, there's people that, you know, that we're interested in and that are interested in us as well. But we'll see how that plays out. Would you um, think that the sooner you reach a decision at a certain position that that gives you more time to go with that guy. Like, say, for instance, quarterback, would would, would you want to come out of the spring knowing who your starting quarterback is or not necessarily? Well, I'm going to leave it up to John and the offensive staff, but I'm pretty sure they'll know who that is. I don't think it's just going to go into August because, you know, the old phrase, if you don't know who your quarterback is, then you don't have one. Do you have an idea in your head right now who would be the most yep, likely? I do. Stay there. <laughs> yep, it is. <laughs> but yeah, yes, I do. 
but uh, that'll, that'll stay right there and see how it plays out.